Hello everyone, welcome to The Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their community. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Our guest today is going to be Brett Hart. I've known Brett for a couple of years. Brett is a husband. Brett's a friend. Brett is a coach. And most of all, Brett is a good man. Brett, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you, boss? First of all, I'd like to uh, thank you for driving all the way up here and Absolutely. making Absolutely. the trip to record this podcast. You know, it, it meant a lot to me. So yeah, of um, course. I know yeah. y'all y'all are leaving early in the morning, and so uh, yeah, that, that meant a lot. But anyway, man, uh, let's get right into it. What is your purpose? So first and foremost, my purpose is a husband and okay. a protector and a provider. Um, you know, we're young newlyweds, and I just that's at the top of my list right now. Fair. Um, secondly, it's encourager. Through jujitsu and things of that nature, I uh, I just find that I get a stigma sometimes that I'm inspiring. I've had a couple dudes that I know really well. Um, yeah. One of them's a close buddy of mine. His name's Caleb, and he's a uh, he's a purple belt, and he's just he's a gangster. He, yeah. He's so good at jujitsu, and I remember one time I was telling him about how I'm really trying to get my lifting game right, and I'm really trying to you know. Be really good at jiu-jitsu and i'm i'm a brand spanking new blue belt so i'm i'm extremely hungry and i'm trying to find any little nugget of knowledge that i can find yeah. and he just looked at me one day and he said man your dedication to jiu-jitsu is inspiring and i've never thought about myself in a way where people watch me through whether it be social media or through my actions in person you know i know i've got people watching me but never to the point or someone would be say, I want to be like him. Yeah. So, um, so that, then, that purpose kind of fell in your lap of, you know, trying to encourage people to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. I definitely didn't choose it. I definitely yeah. didn't choose it. It just kind of happened. Um, and then lastly on my purpose is, is, uh, being a positive role model in kids class through jujitsu. Okay. So yeah, being, being that coach, being, yeah, that, being that coach, being that for kids and, you know, that don't have it, just, just trying to help kids that we get all walks of life when it comes to these, these kids, you know, um, kids that, that don't have a strong male influence and it's right. heartbreaking. It's yeah. heartbreaking to see a, a kid that has never been taught how to run. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that's my purposes. You know, the the ones that I've received so far, and I think most of the time you you don't hunt for your purpose. You can, um, but I think a lot of times those purposes are dropped in your lap, like yeah, I said, fall into your lap. Yes, sir. No, that makes sense. You're you're definitely a, a hype man, and I, I think that's that's really cool. Uh, so part of my fitness journey, and we can get into this later, but I remember seeing you lose all that weight. And we were we were both kind of uh, little fat kids in, in high school. Absolutely, yeah. um, we're still fat kids just with a more muscle structure. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> uh, but uh, and I remember seeing you lose all that weight and uh, being quiet and being humble about it. You know, just like Jocko teaches. Uh, I know you're a big, big, big Jocko fan, as am yes, I. Sir. Um, and I remember seeing that, and it, it really encouraged me to to get my shit straight because I, I remember I remember being like, man. He and I were both kind of fat, and now he's not fat anymore. So I wonder what the fuck I look like. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like we we were we were both chubby and doughy and, remember, and yeah. not very strong. And then I, I remember seeing you do all these things, and I was like, 
damn, we were almost equal when we graduated, and now uh, I wonder what I look like. And so, yeah, I wonder what I would look like if I would get my ass in gear. And so I think that encourager uh, purpose, I think it, it was, you, were, you were born for that. Um, you're definitely a hype man. I appreciate man it. I appreciate you definitely it. walked well into that. And so... Uh, just a little bit of background. You and I met on the school bus, correct? Yes, you're, yes you're, the school bus. You're one of the only people I actually talk to on a consistent basis from Eastland. Same here. So I, you're the only one I talk to as well. Yeah, from from which is you live there, so I, I live that's there. a little that's a little worse. That says a little bit more on your head. I know, I know, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, we we met on the school bus and we had a similar school route. Which what a wild place to be on mm-hmm. a uh, on a small town school bus. The the ones that know know, and the ones that don't know don't. They don't know. Man, there's some things that happen on that bus that, like, we can't talk about because there could be some legal. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, remember Taylor Murray? Yeah. That man was 25 by the time he graduated. He was old, bro. And he was the the best dude, but some of the shadiest shit that happened on that bus was... was Yeah, that was a grown man. That was a grown man. He was a grown-ass man. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I I wonder what he's doing now. I hope he's doing good. But uh, anyway, man, back to to get back, uh, back to... Just go. Just go. <laughs> getting back fine. to it. Uh, getting back to it. So let's talk about um, your weight loss journey and how did that help you be a better husband? So let's let's get to your first part. The first primary purpose was to be a husband. Right. And one of the things I want to capture is that you made a pretty drastic life transformation after high school. And I believe you were still dating. You dated Shannon in high school, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. Sir. So. How did that transform and how did that better being healthy and, and, and being more objective minded and going and, and getting some of those things like weight loss and jujitsu, how did that help uh, help you perform better with your primary purpose, which is to be a husband? So a little short backstory on that, right? So I remember Shannon and I were going to Avengers Endgame, actually. Yeah. And if you remember that video in that movie, um, Chris Hemsworth. So he's jacked, right? He playing as Thor, you know, he's just beautiful, one of the best looking men alive. And in that movie, he gets fat. Yeah. And uh, like he, it's anyway, go watch the movie, you'll figure it out. But he gets fat, and I had this. I've never experienced it before, and I've never experienced it since. I I was sitting in the movie theater, and I was watching, and I just I had this weird, almost out of body experience where I saw him, and I thought to myself. I look like that. Yeah. And it scared me to the bone. And it's, it, I obviously had battles with depression. I mean, it, it, you know, some of it was fairly dark. Um, never, never anything too, too crazy. But at some point, I think it all just culminated together. And, and I can't attribute it to anything but God, yeah. where just all of a sudden everything came together and shortly few days after that right so saw that saw that he was fat in that movie and i decided okay it's time to lose weight and then i remember it was 3 a.m and i was scrolling through youtube and this is days after that movie days after i chose okay it's time to lose weight and i'm scrolling through youtube and i remember seeing this video it was a ted talk and it said jocko willink ex-navy seal jocko willink talks about leadership on the battlefield and it's, I'm ashamed to say this, but I verbally said, oh, it's just another meathead. And I scrolled past. I'm 292 pounds, <laughs> 17 years old, doesn't know anything about the world. So 
I scroll back down, I click on the video, I watch it, and I'm a, I've always been a history guy, and he just spoke my language. I yeah. don't know what it was, and then the next day I found he had a podcast, and I just fell in love with everything he had to say. So that's it kind of all lined up together. Right. Um, now when it comes to the um, losing weight for my first purpose as being a husband, if you can't move, your wife's not going to want you. Yeah. You know, girls, whatever. I was so big that, number one, my heart was going to have problems for sure. Yeah. And so I just realized through all that that I had to make a change. Right. And that change was losing weight at a drastic pace. I did it wrong. I'm not, I'm not even going to say how I did it because it was, <laughs> it was so extreme. Um, I cut my calorie. I'll say it. I'll cut my calories down to about 1200 to 1100 calories a day. Um, yeah. I'm six foot tall. I'm very broad. Um, and at the time I worked a relatively physical job and I just started losing five pounds a week and it was not healthy whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but that was the main reason is number one, I want to be able to play with my kids whenever I have them. And I want to be functional for my wife. If you can't move, you're not going to, what is, what kind of life is that? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's the main reason in the beginning was just be functional and I want to look good in a t-shirt, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, how is that, how has that developed? So have you noticed any, any auxiliary side effects of, Hey, this is really helping me be a better husband. For example, getting your life together, you know, it, it starts as losing weight. And then yes. when you go down the path, yes, uh, yes, the, the Jocko yes, path, yes. you figure out that everything that you're doing is now better. So how has that helped you better fulfill your purpose, uh, today? You know, so, um, you're completely correct. Number one, uh, you are hundred percent right. It's the, the weight loss is a gateway. It's a gateway to, changing not just your body but your mental state and i once i started getting my my health right jobs starting popping up because mm -hmm. so jobs started popping up I, I found a newfound energy in my entire life mm -hmm. i wanted to do things i wanted to start you know adventuring more because i don't know what it is it's confidence i'm guessing um so and especially through the time that I had, I was educating myself through Jocko podcast. So yeah. learning about leadership and, you know, if at 17 years old, learning about leadership from a, from Jocko, that's like trembling in your system, bro. Yeah. It's just it, for your mind. And, and, you know, it, uh, it elevated me mentally elevated yeah. me. And then I wasn't lifting. I was just focusing on the, the losing weight part. Um, but I learned how to treat Shannon in a way that, um, essentially just how to not get in fights, man. You know what I mean? Like look yeah, at, it's look her in the eye and she goes, you know, she says something that I want to engage in. You know, I'm going to fight you over this. Yeah. Instead of going, subordinating my ego saying, Hey, in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't really matter. Yeah. So through Jocko and through that weight loss and everything, like you said, it changed my entire outlook on the world. Right. So that, that was allowed me to get, a job, a better paying job, so I could buy a ring and get married and oh, yeah. get a house and you know that all down that. So like, Jocko was instrumental, and it can only be a God thing. There's no way that I decide I want to lose weight and then all of a sudden, you know, Jocko comes, Jocko in. comes in within days. So that's yeah. uh, the weight loss has helped me. It's I mean, it's been a short time since then. It's been two years, and I'm just 
so much has changed. Yeah. So it was, it was it was that gateway drug, that gateway drug into into yes. personal accountability and, and ownership. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's talk about BJJ for a little bit. How did you how did you find, finally? Yeah. How did you find BJJ? Uh, yeah. Let's let's start there. How did you find Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Okay. So. Back to Jocko. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer, but how did, how did you get actually into it? Because a lot of people listen to Jocko, but well, how did you actually get on the mat? That's actually wrong. That's actually wrong. So it's not just Jocko. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very close buddy of mine. Um, his name is George Atcherson, also known as Zilla. Yes, sir. He is 6'3", 280 pounds, and he is an absolute monster. And he's a brown belt currently, and... Uh, he has been in my life since I've been about 12 years old. As you mentioned about church and stuff, um, yeah, I I was in. He taught youth whenever I went to church from when I was in sixth grade on. So I've known him since I was wee low to a centipede toe. Yeah, and I love that dude. Right, I love him to death. So he uh, right whenever all the weight loss stuff happened and just everything I've already talked about, I. I started listening to Jocko, and I told him about Jocko, and he's like, bro, finally. Like, you <laughs> finally arrived. Yeah. And You're he, here. You're on the path. Finally, yes. And then he goes, hey, when are you going to start training jiu-jitsu? Because I've listened to Jocko podcasts. I knew, I knew like, jiu-jitsu was a thing. But yeah. I think, especially for us, currently where we came from, you say martial arts, we do not think jiu-jitsu. We think karate. Yeah. And not like, you know, UFC karate where someone's going to kick your head off. We're talking... Yeah backwater karate that is not karate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he was a purple he was a purple belt at the time that whenever he uh, he took me to a place called zombie bjj in abilene texas um shout out to them some of the greatest jujitsu in the world um and that's when i started my jujitsu actually it's uh just about three years ago here like next week and Sweet. um Man, all downhill from there. There was oh. the oh my gosh, rash guards, geese, this, that, that. And I uh, I trained there for a long time, but then COVID happened, so I had to take uh. a break because you know COVID, all that stuff. And um, that's kind of how I found jujitsu, which it was a combination between you know this dude who's been in my life forever, George, and then Jocko as well at the same time. So it's another god thing where it's it just it all happened at one time. Yeah, did did that help with your weight loss, or had you already lost all the weight? I uh, I had lost down to about two hundred fifty pounds, so I lost. I was two ninety eight whenever I started losing weight, so I had lost down to two fifty, and then I, you know, roughly that's a, it's a guess, but it's about two fifty, yeah. and then I trained, and then I think I got down to probably two twenty before COVID, and then my lowest weight was two hundred six, but um, it I lost so much weight. You you. Oh my gosh, thousands of calories a class. So yeah, it's very very good for weight loss. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard is that you just sit and burn calories. It and it's kind of counterintuitive. Like it is a lot of work, but you would think that you would burn more calories running, but you really don't. And, no. and it's because it's that that long term grind it out strain. That and then um, you're using your your quads, your hamstrings, your biceps, your triceps, all this all this your your hamstrings everything like that you know what i'm saying yeah so it, and it and you're struggling against another human being yeah and with you with you doing that you're just burning calories on calories it's it's so i was losing probably two to three pounds a week after i started jiu-jitsu and um i was not eating right that was the problem so as i said i kind of did it wrong where yeah. all i focused on was losing weight because i was so i had body dysmorphia so bad that 
I didn't even think about muscles. Yeah. I just wanted to be skinny. And I was so sucked up to the bone at one point where verging, like getting close to anorexia, yeah. where my ribs were showing like it was bad. Um, and I have such a large frame. I just wanted to be 190 pounds. I wanted, I was going to give anything in this world to be 190 pounds. Yeah. And when I was 206 and I saw just how skinny I was and I could like currently, um, my wife could have put her arms and my wife is like five foot one and she has tiny hands. She could put her arms around my biceps, like around my arms. Yeah. I was so small. Her hands around her arms. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you get the idea. I was so small and I was so just, you know, I just wanted to be 190 pounds. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And it, I'm 283 right it's now. It's probably good that it didn't happen. It is. Oh, yes. It you is. look like a healthy 283. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're we're, we're pretty pretty similar. Mm-hmm. You, you, you stay a little bit lighter than I do. And I don't know if that's just the way we distribute muscle or something like that. Could but be. we're... We have a very similar frame, yes. And I want to know what you're doing to stay 20 pounds lighter than I am at all times. But uh, copious amounts of jujitsu. I train yeah. jujitsu about six days a week, um, about 1,800 calories per day. Um, yeah. And that's not before workouts and stuff like that. It's not, I'm not talking smack. I'm just saying that's what it is. Yeah. And um, just jujitsu will whoop your freaking butt, man. That's good. Uh, so how has uh, how has jujitsu helped you be a better husband? What what is what has that done for you? And how does that uh, help you better fulfill that purpose of being a husband? So, jujitsu has given me a newfound confidence. Um, as I said, my confidence was so low because of my weight. Excuse me. Um, and when I started jujitsu, it's uh, like I said, go back to that old adage, like it's all happening at one time, you know, yeah. where you get broken down, you know, as bigger guys, like we we're saying, we have big frames, um, you know, in Texas, it's you're a big old boy, you're yeah. a big boy. Well, that will give you a false sense of security. Yeah. And that false sense of security was that I'm a big guy. I'm, I, I know what I'm doing, whatever, you know, um, I never really had a big ego, but when you get thrown to the ground by a 125 pound man <laughs> and he strangles you you are forced to not have an ego yeah and um jujitsu has given me through years of pain and punishment <laughs> <laughs> that let me let me preface that that i have been mauled more than i have won right and i have lost more than i have won um i finally gained confidence through it because i've had times where I've been bleeding out of both my nostrils, my ears pumping blood out of my ear, my eyes bleeding, my face is bleeding, and it's a, it's that test, right, where what are you going to be when a 285-pound man is on top of you and he's trying to rip your arms off? Yeah. And it taught me what I would do in that situation. And as it turns out, what I would do is I'd look him in the eye and keep fighting and yeah. keep moving. So it's it's given me confidence. And, you know, I hold my head up higher. And for my wife, how that translates to me being a husband is being able to be confident in who I am and, and like, not question for a second who I am with her. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Yeah. And just be able to be, and, you know, confidence that if someone does grab me, you know, at least I'm not, I'm not dumb. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, I am like 
not the greatest in the world, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's how it's helped me be a husband. As I said, protector. You know, I would rather carry a nine millimeter. I'm not. I'm not just walking around like I'm gonna choke all these fools. No, I'm gonna carry a nine millimeter. But I. Uh, it is so wonderful to know to test yourself that way. Yeah. And that's and that's really how it's helped me is build my confidence and it's allowed me to be um, trusting in myself. Do you think it uh, allows any sort of a uh stress release oh my gosh oh my gosh that, that was a leading question it, it, I, know it, it, answer, I know but... <laughs> i know it was a leading question but it uh that is that is my stress relief i'm not a yeah. huge lifter i don't i don't enjoy lifting i lift because i want to be strong for jiu-jitsu i lift because i want to choke people and choking people's fun yeah and I, the, I could imagine that that would help when you get home and you don't have to you don't have to the, the stress when your stress levels are way reduced when you're walking in the door i can only imagine that that helps for a better relationship and this and the stress relief isn't necessarily the rolling itself that's yeah. the interesting part everybody thinks the stress relief is through the actual act of fighting right it's really not it's the team vibe you know yes. we have a great team there yeah. and i you know the i'll sit on the mat after a hard day of rolling and when you've shared blood with these men mm-hmm. and um you know i've had rounds with these dudes and you just look them in the eye and they're brothers they're yeah. just you love them to death and it's uh you're in that group and it's so stress relieving if i didn't have it i would have some major mental problems because i wouldn't <laughs> yeah. what, what am i gonna do go to the gym i already said i don't like that yeah. i already have issues with lifting where i don't necessarily enjoy it i understand why people enjoy it but when <laughs> i'm not gonna say that uh when you train jiu-jitsu it's like it's an addiction yeah man. So it's, it is absolutely a stress reliever. I love it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and I think that uh, I think that helps a lot coming yeah. in. Like I said, you walk yeah. in the door with, with less stress. Do you, do you kind of separate uh, Shannon and Jiu-Jitsu? Do, do they kind of stay separate to a certain extent? So I have failed in this manner a lot of times. I've yeah. learned through this. So um, balance. Balance is extremely important where I um, – it's just like hunting or any other thing that a man likes to do where if you are if you come home and all you're talking about is bow hunting all you're talking about is bow hunting your wife's not gonna want to hear about bow hunting and if i come home and all i talk about is choking other dudes and rolling around with other dudes my wife it what what it's gonna do is create a hatred in their minds for um jujitsu and they have to have their time because if it doesn't it's gonna automatically create an an antagonistic relationship with jujitsu. Yeah. So yes, you just have to learn how to hold your tongue when it comes to that kind of stuff. But it's a passion, right? So a passion, all you want to do is talk about it. All you want to do is talk about it because you you learn one little nugget like, hey, I hit all my shots with my bow today. All of them. And she's like, cool can we like eat dinner now? (laughs) And I, you just have to keep it separate. You're hundred percent right. You know, a little bit of slip over is perfect. Yeah. Tell them about your day, but be sure and make sure there's a definite line and listen to her and make sure that you're communicating, not just about what you want to communicate about. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I've paid many tuition payments for that. So (laughs) take it, take it from me. If you start training, don't talk about jujitsu to your wife or your girlfriend. Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven, because they do not want to hear about it. Get you a get you a jujitsu buddy that you can text with twenty four seven. Yes, absolutely. 
Yes. That makes a lot of sense. I think I think my, my, my wife wishes I would talk to her more about the things I do when I'm outside <laughs> of the house. I, I, I don't have that problem. But, uh, no, I completely I completely understand what you're saying. And I think it's important for for men to have, you know, some sort of escape. And, yes. unfortunately, that takes the form of, of negative habits a lot. It's the, you know, going to the bar and drinking mm-hmm. or, hey, let's have a man cave with a full bar where we sit. And, and there's nothing wrong with a man cave. I'll have one eventually. <laughs> but very good chance it's going to have a squat rack in it. Um, yeah, you know, or a rack. I don't squat because you know squatting's for nerds, but and for people with, <laughs> for people with good knees. But uh, yeah, I think that's important to have that healthy, life improving escape from from the marriage and, and the house and, and things like that. I I think it can only better it can only better the relationship. Absolutely. Um, I you know I have a few of those. I, I find myself with a lot of free time, so I have a few of those escapes. But the the jitsu seems to be your deal, and I, I can only imagine that it would help. Oh yeah. Couldn't, I don't I don't know if I could there's a couple things I couldn't live without in this world and my wife's one of them and jiu-jitsu is definitely one of them yeah that makes sense that makes sense and yeah yeah balance balance is a verb oh, uh, that, that was something I got from order of man the other day yes, it was like yes. you never achieve balance you're always balancing yes you do balance and yes. so that that's that's funny that you said it's that. very difficult very um, difficult let's talk about your uh, your other purpose encourager Let's talk about how I know you you talked about your your bro Caleb and stuff like yes. that, but you coach children's classes, do you not? So um, so I help out. Let me just be completely clear that I am a blue belt. I am helping. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not teaching. Um, you know, classes or anything. Okay. Um, well, the I I help coach with the kids' class, yes, and you know, being able to be in there and talk to these kids where. You know, some of them just look at you and they don't have any idea of physical activity. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying that as a negative thing. You know, I'm not saying, you know, talking smack. I'm just saying that it's the fact of the matter is that these kids, a lot of them don't have a male influence. And that's what I mean by encourager, um, specifically for the kids, is that being a male influence for these kids is so important to me. It's yeah. so fulfilling, you know. I get my stress relief in the adults class, and I get my uh, my service in the kids class, where we we look at these kids, and you know, you're pouring knowledge into them. You're just you you want them to succeed, and frankly, they're not going to. Sometimes that's just the way it is. You're gonna lose competitions. You're gonna lose in class. But being able to look at a kid who comes in. And he's running, and he's like got his hands on on his side, his head's down, his posture is broken. What I've yeah. learned is posture is so important when it comes to kids. Yeah, there's so many, especially little boys. If you ever notice, um, learn this from my buddy George. If you ever notice, boys, young boys, teenagers, they always have their hands in their pockets, and they're always their shoulders are forward, hunched over, and their heads are down. Yeah, um, that's a problem. You know, I know this is that's part of your your. Uh, your mission here is is for young men and their purpose in being strong men, and that is a major problem. Have you have you ever uh, read Twelve Rules for Life? I have not yet. Unfortunately, so I think it, it may be the the first rule, but it's stand stand tall with your shoulders back. I had no idea about that. Yeah, and, and I'm being 100 percent honest. I I haven't read it yet, but um, you know, George George is a He's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of guy, cut from a different cloth. And, you know, yeah. he taught me whenever I was young, when we were in high school, that um, posture 
shoulders back, chin up, chest out is so important. Yeah. Because number one, it what's crazy about your posture is that when your posture is broken, your mental your mental thoughts are different. Oh, for sure. Um, it breaks your ego. I I've never thought about it that way. It makes no sense, but. When your posture is broken, your ego is broken. Right. Because, so ego is a bad thing, right? Yeah, but yeah. you have to have an ego. If you don't have one, you're a broken human being. Yeah. So when you look at a little boy who ego is broken, his shoulders are down, his head's down, and girls too. I just focus on boys because yeah. that's who I connect with. Yeah. Um, and when you teach him how to run how to learn how to a useful skill in life you know choking people's a useful skill um and when he looks at you and he's went out he's went out competed choked a kid won a gold medal and he looks at you with his head up his shoulders back and his chest out mm, that's that's an emotional response for me yeah because you spent hours and hours and hours with that kid um like you can hear me now, I'm getting emotional because it's so close to my heart. It's so fulfilling, so yeah. fulfilling. So it's more about me than it is them. I do it for me than I do it them. I love them to death, but mm. yeah, it feels good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I really, I really like that you picked Encourager, and and I think that 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 fits you, uh, fits you really well. And then uh, to the adult side of things too. So when you're rolling with a dude and you're encouraging him. You know, jiu-jitsu is the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Because, yeah. number one, there's always a bigger dude. There's always a more technical dude. And there's going to be times where you lose and lose and lose and lose and lose, and you're not going to win for months. Whenever I started jiu-jitsu, I didn't, let's say, quote-unquote, win a match just being on top. I, for six to eight months, did not win a match. Yeah. And that breaks a human down. And yeah. now, in my position where I can, you know talk to a guy and just be like hey you're doing a wonderful job it's all about fulfillment for me it's more about me than it is them but (laughs) i i love to build people up and it's something that's been kind of flopped in my lap and i haven't really it's not like i'm gonna encourage this guy it just kind of happens you know so well it's cool that you've identified that and found that you know a lot of people uh like you kind of said earlier it it fall, a lot of people don't chase their purpose they end up finding it and mm-hmm. you know I think for men one of the one of the key things is that it does feel really good to have a purpose and a lot of men you know it they feel better when they have the responsibility of being a husband or being a coach or or being these things so I don't think that's abnormal that you know you're doing it for yourself because you know, your your male brain is wired to find a purpose and right. to fulfill that purpose, and it feels good when you do. Jocko so, talks about it a lot, about finding a new mission. Um, yeah. Specifically for veterans and stuff, but right. it's the same thing. If you don't have a mission, you don't have a purpose, you don't have a, a, a useless man as a dangerous man, because that's just bad. It's yeah. bad to not have a purpose. Yeah. That makes sense. So... Let's talk about uh, high school before you found all of this. And oh no, <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah, let's let's go way back. And uh, what do you think the other than the weight? What do you think the biggest key change is from sophomore year of high school or junior year of high school? What do you think the the biggest change is uh, in you since then? Man, the biggest change. That's a that's a tough one. It's there's no real uh, confidence. I would say is the biggest change because my confidence was so low. Yeah. Um, 
and being humbled. But it's it's hard to single out one thing because it's yeah, a, yeah. it's a whole whole mind body change completely. But I would say my confidence. Confidence. Um, I think that's key. I was broken down so much by um, jujitsu because you feel so helpless. Um, because that you, makes sense. you think as a man that you can fight. You think as a man you can fight. But as soon as someone grabs you and they know what they're doing, you realize, I can't fight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, my confidence definitely has grown so much since high school. I think in high school I was very um, insecure. Very, very insecure because I was the most popular kid. I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. You know, I had you and I had a couple of people that I, I – I had friends that I would – be a part of the group, but I was that guy who was like in the group, not in the group, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never really had a whole whole lot of friends, but um, you're, yeah, you're relatively quiet too. Oh, I was extremely quiet. I yeah. just I never really talked a whole lot, but yeah, um, yeah, confidence. Absolutely. So let's talk about you have a you have a, a stepdad situation going on, right? Yes, I come from a broken home. My parents split whenever I was um, like two. I don't remember. I have one memory of my parents being together, but the, ever, ever since they've been broken, and uh, my mom married my stepfather John uh, in two thousand and nine. And at the time, I was convinced that I was going to wage guerrilla warfare to get that man out of the house. <laughs> I did not like that man. Yeah. And I was like the Viet Cong in the hills, bro. I'm like, I'm going to get this man out of the house so whatever i had to do to get him out and you know now i respect him so much he's like he's one of my greatest friends you know i like to say sometimes i have three dads um i have george i have john and then i have my biological father wayne and i i couldn't be i couldn't be more respectful of my stepfather now Mm -hmm. um my my biological father was um he has some mental issues so he was never really in my life um he was there, but he wasn't there. It's kind of hard to explain. Um, I learned everything from my stepfather. I learned yeah. who I am today as a project of my stepfather and my mother. Um, it pains me to say that, that I, I had my biological father wasn't in my life as much as I would have liked. Um, but my, my stepfather has taught me so much. And, and you know, my first, my first instance of detachment comes from him yeah and you know Jocko Jocko talks a lot about detachment and you know it, detach assess yeah ask and earnest questions he would say the the words pay attention to to the world around you or pay attention on what's going on around you um keep it keep your head on sh- on your shoulders yeah and uh I remember <laughs> it's so stupid I had uh, I had the water hose and I was watering some grass and you know I'm a I'm like 16 and I'm still waging that guerrilla warfare. I didn't. I didn't get cool with my stepdad until I was about 18 years old. Yeah. And I realized that he has done nothing but love a son that technically isn't his. Yeah. He has taught that boy everything he knows. And um, I was watering the grass, and I'm like, you know, what's the boy gonna do? He's just gonna throw the water hose back. He's not gonna roll it up nice and neat. And I remember yeah. I threw the water hose back, and he goes, he goes, why? He's yelling at me, all that kind of stuff about why I should. Um, why I should keep that thing all nice and tight. And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm openly rebelling at this point. And he he just stops and he goes, shut up. He goes, you roll it up right because the next time you come and grab it, it's nice and easy and it'll come out with no kinks. And me being the idiot I am, just like, was like, oh my gosh, he's so right. It's going to make it so much easier the next time. Just, that's my first time I've ever detached and went, if I do roll it up the next correctly, the next time it'll be easy. So like, yeah, um, 
I have so much respect for my stepfather. Yeah, I remember there being a little bit. I don't. It wasn't like true redheaded stepchild like hatred. Cont- at least from the outside looking. Oh, in. on the inside it was. Different. Yeah, yeah, on the inside probably, but from the outside looking in, it wasn't true contention. But I do remember there being some some uh, animosity there Absolutely. when we would go, you know, in the church fans. We're like best that, friends so. now. We're best friends now. It doesn't yeah. make any sense, but like on, the, I would keep it like when we're in the church fan. When we're outside in public, we're I'm chilling. I'm not gonna make him a spectacle in public. Um, I always, I always was like, Pretty I'm not. Respectful. I was respectful in public because that's my image. Yeah. But at home, I was yelling. I would get in screaming matches with him. And at the time, so he he's been in the tire game for ever. Yeah. He's so strong. I go up to him today. He's almost 50. And I'll grab his arm. And I'm like, you still strong? Because, like, one day we're going to get around. Yeah. That fool's still strong. Let me tell you right now. That's <laughs> He's funny. yacked. But, um, yeah, I have nothing but respect for that man. What, what do you think uh, What do you think he identifies his main purpose as? Um, so, he's had he's had a tough life. Um, he, him and his first wife. um he had three boys with her, and they uh, they split up at a young age. They're my stepbrothers, and, you know, they would come. Typical, you know, boys are with the mom. They come every two weeks. So, unfortunately, he never got the chance to be the male figure with his, with his kids. So, what would yeah. happen is they would come every two weeks, and they would um, – you're trying to get being a wonderful father, being nice, the discipline aspect, and, you know, just – teaching them skills in a 48-hour period in a yeah. car ride home, you know, you're not going to get the time to teach your kids who, who you want them to be as men in 48 hours. Yeah. So he kind of got undercut when it comes to his own children, but what he had was a, a stepkid that didn't know how to tie his shoes until he was nine years old, and he just, like a, you know, a bladesmith. He's yeah. just banging on that metal and heating it and banging it and heating it and just till he made me to who he thought a man should be. Okay. So yeah. that makes that makes a lot of sense. So cool. Yeah, I, I really knowing John, I, I could see a lot of that. You know, he he seemed like he poured a lot into you and even into his sons and I remember there being even some animosity with the sons too yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, he's a yeah. hard man he's a hard man but once you understand who he is um, once I understood who he, who he was and the cards he was dealt I'm like okay give the dude some slack you know what I'm saying so yeah. that's why I say I have so much respect for him like he did the absolute best job he could and let me tell you right now he did a great job with me and his sons they're great dudes so yeah that makes a lot of sense so how, how does that uh having that that I, I i don't share that experience i you right. know my mom and dad have stayed together for forever and you know my dad is the sole role model there what what can you identify any significant any significant um thoughts or or values that that created in, in you today so number one i'm never getting divorced I will yeah. do absolutely anything to make it work. Right. Um, reason being because I'm the one who got shuttled around every yeah. two weeks and going on the weekends to my dad's. I'm the one who had to pay for that. And I quickly realized that is it's a painful process. And, I mean, I survived through it. It's not the most painful thing in the world for a kid. However, I don't want my kids going through that. And I realized real quick um, just to know that what to do and what not to do. 
and what not to do is to uh, you know get split up and that kind of thing. Right. So it's not smack talk against my parents. I love them to death, but I realized quickly that I will not put my kids through that. So I will do anything. It's a, it's it goes back to my ego that I will break my ego to make sure my marriage works. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Well, and a lot of that's pre work. Yes. You know, a, a yes. lot of guys will say that. And then they don't do the pre-work, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'll, I'll never get divorced. You know, you hear some of the, the, the Christian folks saying that, you know, like, oh God, never will I ever get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And then they forego their relationship for 20 years and then, and then they're suffering because they didn't do any of the pre-work. And so I think identifying your purpose early and putting a lot of effort into that, that'll really help you, you know, achieve that goal of, Hey, we're going to make this thing work. Absolutely. And if you approach it with that kind of intensity and, and deliberation from the beginning, that's, discipline. that's a good, yeah, the discipline, discipline. Yeah. That's a good goal to have. What, what could you say to, to, you know, 12 year old Brett, what, what would you say to him about the situation? Say there's a kid listening here that, that comes from a, a broken home or something. What, what advice do you give to people that, that have that, that stepdad, dad situation? So that's a hard question. It is a hard question. It's a very hard question. Um, I would say number one, get into some sort of physical activity. I know that doesn't apply to the parents thing, but yeah. do athletics, do whatever. If there's anything I wish I would have done, it was athletics and being healthy from that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's going to affect your parents and your, your home life. Yeah. Um, n- number two, as long, as long as that dude's just the stepfather or the stepmother situation, as long as they're not, you know, just some dictator, which, you know, chances out of 10, it's pretty low that it's going to be a dictator. It could happen. But... If you're in that situation, just listen to him. You know what I mean? It's the ego. It was my ego coming out to where, like, you're not my dad. Yeah. And I wanted my biological you father. You ain't my pappy. You ain't my pappy, bro. <laughs> and so what it is is it's my ego coming out where I would just say, listen to him or her. They, it, Chances are they want the absolute best for you. Yeah. So I would say listen to them, be respectful. And guess what? If they say, hey, get up, go change the TV, just go change the TV. You know, um, you'll be thankful for it later. Was, in order to fully appreciate John, was there a level of forgiveness for your for your biological dad that had to happen before you were able to completely connect with John? What what had to happen with? Are there still things you know unresolved, or did you have to address the the, the stuff with your biological dad before you were fully able to appreciate John? Um, so there is still some unresolved issues there. Um, I I really what it was is. Is I I found Jocko so young, yeah. and also I just got to a point like the, the my biological father has wasn't in my life as much as I wanted him to, and it, the fact of the matter is it's too late now, and he's not going to. Yeah. So, um, let's grow up, let's move on. Is really what I came to. Um, when it comes to John, around the time that the the um, the water hose incident happened, is <laughs> yeah. about the time when I finally subordinated my ego i didn't know don't get me wrong i was stupid and i didn't know that's what was happening i just was like oh i'm cool with him now yeah. um but what happened was i subordinated my ego and i you know i started i finally allowed myself to love him and like i like i had said about the the father thing where you're not my dad is i couldn't love him because i was dealing with the pain of not having my biological father yeah as much as i wanted him and um 
I think it just finally got to the point where I accepted the fact that it's too late now for my biological father to to get back those those Friday night games, to get back those competitions and stuff like that. It's too late now. And, you know, John, my stepfather has done a dang good job. Of always being there. Of always being there for me, no matter what I've needed. He bought my first car for me, you know, with my mom, and he's he's never come up short. You yeah. Know I mean, there's times, that, there's times that I ate dinner, and he didn't eat dinner. Yeah. That that dude has done so much for me that, <laughs> and I was just so mean to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, I think it just got to a point where I finally appreciated him f- for what he is, you know. And I make sure that he knows it now. That if I need anything, I'm calling him and I'm thankful and I'm, you know, whatever he needs, I got it. Yeah. So, um, it's A lot of it's just subordinating my ego and just getting over the fact that, um, my father's not going to be there like I wanted him to. Yeah, that makes that makes bad. a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, unfortunately. So, yeah. and it's it's funny the uh, the little things that can force a revelation like a water hose. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. in, the, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, yeah. you say it and you hear it and you're like, that's that was the tipping point. But that it's crazy that, that a lot of people it's it's not the times where you're getting your ass beat, you know, <laughs> at, at 11 p.m. for for being a little dickhead, you know, to your dad. It's not those times that cause that cause the mental revelations. It's the the water hose where he was actually calm and and didn't. Uh, oh, he was yelling at me. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but still, like it wasn't. It's not the. It's not the bad ones, you know it's what I mean? Crazy. At least for me, it's like it was. It was the little things where I was like, "Oh, shit!" <laughs> you know, maybe this is, maybe this is uh, not the way I thought it was. For real, you're absolutely so. correct. Just the small stuff where I finally was like, "Oh, you're so smart, man!" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're. It's the small things, the small things. Yes, sir. Yeah. Do you, Do you think he poured that same? Do you think that uh, he was a good role model for how to run a relationship? So he poured a lot into you. Do you think he pours that that same amount into your mom? Were you, were you able to appreciate how much he was there for your mom? So um, they have their problems. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. They fight and they they have their problems. And I what I learned from from him is what to do and what not to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nobody's nobody's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, nobody's perfect and. Um, like I had said earlier, he done, he absolutely did the best he could with the cards he's got, and um, he falls short. Yeah, and everyone else does too. I do too. Right. So, um, do I think he could do a better job of with my mom? Yes. Do I think I could do a better job with my mom as well, being you know a better son? Absolutely. So I don't hold that too heavy on him. You know, um, I just took what I what's positive that he taught me I took that and then what's negative that um I can learn from I took that as well yeah so um that that makes a lot of sense and you know a lot of these guys a lot of these positive male role models that we haven't really gotten to to be at that point yet we haven't really gotten to be dads yet you know and you've gotten a little bit of it in the jujitsu um very little a lot of a lot of that is they're raising us to be better than they are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if John told you much of this or my dad always told me like, look, you're, you're better than I am. You know what I mean? Or I want you to grow up and be better than I am. You know, I, I think it's key to be able to, to do your best to find those negatives and, and to, to polish them up just like the, they're putting all that effort into you so that, so that you can do that. You know, they, they say that a lot of, I want to give you the things that I didn't have, or, you know, I want to give you a better life than what I had. And being able to, detach step back and say hey you know this is what 
he wants me to do. I'm going to take the deposit that he gives me. I'm going to look and see, you know, these lessons that he's continually telling me to learn, you know, the, <laughs> you know, it's like the dad that smokes cigarettes that keeps telling his son, you know, be better than me. Don't smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, being able to identify those things and move forward. That that's really, that really is what we're doing here yes. is, is creating better men. And I like that you identified that in the, in the relationship aspect and, and are able to, to take that and move forward. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so I'm, I'm eternally grateful for what he taught me. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's you're, the reason you're here. You know Absolutely, what I mean? It, it yeah. could have gone a, a million different ways, and, and you're here now. So. If, if I didn't have him, it, I would be a completely different person. That makes a lot of sense. Let's talk a little bit about George. And yeah. uh, George is kind of that, that second role model that that we identified. Yes. Um, so I know you met him at church. I know that he's been kind of a a, a really instrumental figure in, in, in your journey from church to jiu-jitsu and things like that. What did he do for you specifically that has really shown itself today? Other than the simple fact of he, you know, he got me into jiu-jitsu or yes. we talk about Jesus occasionally. What all those things that you identified about John? Let's go to George because George is somebody that had even less of an obligation right. to to pour yes. into you. Not that not that his his efforts are valued any, any you know any less than John's or any more than John's. Um, he just had even less of, a, of an right, obligation. Yeah. He wasn't sharing a bed with your mother, so <laughs> like, th- th- there was even less of an obligation to, uh, to to be there for you. How how did that work, and and what did he do to to really make an impact today? So so as I said, so I've known George since I was very young, and George. So whenever it was whenever we were in band, I uh, my freshman year. Um, about what was it? About three or four football games in in band, I had failed classes. Oh no! Um, and when I had failed classes, you know, Fridays you have your pep rally, and you walk up into uh, you walk up into the stands. You have one side that's band and one side that's you know parents and um, students. So I'm walking up there and I see him. I'm like, hey, what's up, George? And I'm looking, like I said, George is a very large human being. Yeah. I'm walking, I'm like, hey, what's up, you know? And I turn to the left towards, like, the the basketball court, and he's to my right. And all of a sudden, I feel these bear paws on my right arm. And he yanks me almost to the floor. um, And he gets in my face, and he's screaming at me, and he's going, why are you over here? And I'm like, What? And he goes, why are you over here? And I said, what do you mean? And he's like, why aren't you over there in the band? And I told him, I said, I failed classes. And he like yanked my arm hard again. And he looked at me and he goes, figure it out. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, I, I can tell you right now, the next, um, the next six weeks, I passed. Yeah. I passed. And the rest of the high school, my, my high school career, I've never failed. I never failed again. Yeah. And so he was he was there on where John covered most of it, and then George was like a supplemental, um, a supplemental father at the time. And then as things have progressed um, after high school, we kind of disconnected for a minute. Yeah, that yeah. was the time whenever I was you know working. I did a little bit of college. I did you know some other stuff like that where. And then right at the time, like I said, it all comes back together. Right at the time, I found Jocko. I started um, losing weight. He fi- he came back into my life, and we started. I started doing jujitsu because of him, and you know we reconnected over that. And for the last three years, 
we've just we've grown together and we've become you know training partners um i see him as a a, another father figure and then also see him as a brother it's a it's a weird relationship because you know when you i've shared blood with that man on the mats and it's it's hard to explain the connection you have with someone when you've shared blood right um through combat and so he's he's built me up he's built me up from where i'm this broken young man that is so um his self-esteem is so broken in his body and the way he feels about himself to you know every single time that i would lift a little bit of weight you know inconsequential amounts of weight you know 25 pound dumbbells or whatever and you know he's given me encouragement yeah and he's you know he's just loving me for who i am and he's you know telling me to keep grinding and keep grinding and you know, just one more day just one more day and you know that's progressed into now where he's the head coach of the school i train at currently zilla bjj right um, as i said his nickname is zilla and um now i i see him every day i train with him and we've had some absolute knockdown drag out rounds right and uh you know he's he what he was back to your question (laughs) back to your question he was a supplemental father where he filled the gaps filled the gaps and um maybe maybe some of the places that you weren't willing to listen to john maybe john was there you just weren't willing and you were willing to listen to george yeah absolutely yes you're completely correct and he um love radiates out of him yeah you know and you're completely right about the um you know Sometimes you have to hear a different voice, and yeah. and his voice was the gap filler. Powerful, you know. John hit me, hit me with the baseball bat in front of my head, and George <laughs> George picked me up off the ground and was like, "Hey, you should do blah blah blah," you know, and giving me that information. So they've both been a constant in my life since yeah. I was nine years old. Right, George so, does radiate. Oh my! Gosh. I mean, if I if I had to pick one word for him, radiate. It, it would it would be like radiate, like powerful and radiate. Those God's are the two love. words. God's love. Um, yeah, he he just. He radiates, and I can tell you've been spending a lot of time with him because your mannerisms are. Oh your mannerisms yeah, I've heard are, that before. Yeah, I was like, I, I've been looking forward to the next time I'm going to see George and shake his hand, and I don't know that I need to now because I just shook yours, and it's the same damn thing. <laughs> it's, I've been accused that we have become the same person. You even start to look alike, dog, and I think that's I think it's because you share a frame and you share a head shape and stuff like that. But we, we are very large human beings, him and I. Yeah, he's six three. I'm six foot five eleven. Yeah. Um. And he's 280, and I'm 280 as well. You know, we're both very large individuals. We both scrap hard, and we love jujitsu. So I could. I've had multiple times. My mom has looked me in the eye and said, "You're you look like George. You sound like <laughs> George." And you know, so uh, you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, he filled the gaps. Filled the gaps for sure. Even to this day. That's awesome, man. So let me uh, let me ask what what are we gonna do moving forward? What is how does your how is your purpose gonna evolve moving forward? How are you going to? I know you said your your purpose is a husband and an encourager right now. Those will obviously stay for a little bit, but as what long if, as I don't get divorced? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep your shit straight at home. Uh, got to keep your shit straight at home. But how is that? Uh, how is that gonna evolve? And how are you gonna gonna move forward with those? So, are you gonna add any purposes? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously keep my mind open and be transparent. Right. And uh, you know, if something falls in my lap, I'm gonna take it on wholeheartedly. You know, um, 
in the growth is really so like right now what i've done is i feel like i have cemented what i have right now as an encourager as a husband and i'm trying my hardest to get good at that right uh, be a good husband you know you don't want to expand and add a bunch of responsibility to your life if you're not good at anything you know yeah, 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 this yeah. whole jack of all trades thing is just stupid you know what i mean let's get good at a couple of things first yeah so um you know i i want to be a good husband i want to be you know a protector and a provider and and then now that after i gain that i want to seek growth i want to be better i want to you know always hunting for for growth and right. being better um and the encouragement um what I'm looking for is just to reach as many people as I can. You know what I mean? We, um, we have that Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu podcast that um, we haven't posted in a long time, and I really want to get back into it. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, just try and encourage as many people as I can. You know what I mean? Because right now in this world, encouragement is it's a high-value commodity. You I, can't find it. I like that word. I'm, I'm very glad that you picked that word other than motivate. Yes. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, are, I'm a motivator. Okay, it well, sounds cringy. Well, so, so cringy. It does sound cringy, and there's also there's a lot of people that have hijacked the yes, word motivate yes, yes, yes. to where that means they're going to yell at you until you decide to do something. Um, I think encouragement is a much more positive light, and it can be it can be done in, in plenty of different ways, and it, and it seems to be a little bit less arrogant of, a, of some framing. And so I really like that. And yeah, man, I need you to start the Jesus and Jiu Jitsu podcast back up. Um, that. That uh that has a lot of potential and I, I really wish y'all would get back on it because I think y'all can both be that encouraging force for for a lot of different people. So. I agree. We uh we got some plans for it. Got some it's, plans. Uh, the spiritual attack that comes with that podcast is heavy, heavy. You yeah, know, yeah. and that's that's almost a cop out. But yeah, we're we're gonna get back into it um, eventually. Hopefully here soon. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Well, Brett, I think that's all I've got for uh, episode one. You know, we're going to do two parts. Um, I think that's everything I've got for episode one. Do you have anything for me? What, any, any final thoughts, any questions, anything like that? Uh, just think, thank you for having me. And Yeah, uh, absolutely, dude. Thanks for being here. I, I was so excited about being here, and it's, uh, it's an honor. I'm happy to be here for the third episode, you know, and uh, yeah, just thankful, thankful. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Well, thanks for thanks for giving our listeners everything we that you know you did, and thanks for diving deep on this episode. Yeah. I think the the next one will be a little bit a little bit lighter, but uh, thanks for thanks for diving deep here and, and really getting to the grit of some of that stuff. And, and I think it'll really touch some people's hearts of some of the things that that you've been through and some of the things that you're trying to do. And so I appreciate that. Thanks everyone for listening to Brett Hart episode one. Brett's a really good friend, and I was really thankful that he was able to come up and talk to me on the podcast. He had some really good information, and episode two is packed with some even better stuff. So go ahead, go over, and uh, listen to that. Guys, I know that some of my uh, audio has been, uh, it's, it's actually been pretty good uh, compared to like a, a starting podcast, but, uh, you know, most starting podcasts. But I, I know that it's got some problems, and if, if you could, please just bear with me. We're, we're going to get some of these things figured out. We're recording in my uh, dining room right now it's a big open room i think i've got some echo issues going on but yeah i, I appreciate y'all sticking through it and coming here for the information i believe the information is, is worth a little bit of of audio uh things that we're having right now so that's why i keep insisting on putting it out for you guys um it will get better and and keep in mind i don't i don't know much about audio so if you know anything about audio 
please, 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 if you know anything about how to do this, or you might know of anybody that knows how to do this, please get in contact with me because it is it is really hard to figure this stuff out on Google. I'm, I'm doing my best, and I've gotten to this point with just Googling and YouTubing and things like that, but uh, there's so many different directions that this audio stuff can go, and you can have a mixer, USB mics, da 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 da, da. So if you can, please just uh, reach out and, and uh, see if you can help me out, or if you know anybody that can, uh, direct them my way. I would greatly appreciate it, and, and the biggest thing that you can do to help me is just to keep listening, keep letting me know what I can do better, and I promise it will get better in the future. And uh, yeah, I th- thanks guys, and we'll see y'all later.